Let's talk about that speech with Claire and Rachel. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the Let's Talk About Speech podcast. I'm Rachel. And I'm Claire. And we're back for another episode. Last week, we talked all about different holiday activities and hopefully low prep ideas for you guys during this kind of weird, maybe in a rut, very busy time. So we hope you guys enjoyed that. But we have an amazing um, episode for you guys this week, all about special interest groups. So we have a very special guest on our show today, Amanda Pericles. She is on Instagram as the Black Speechy. You might have seen her. Um, and she advocates for special in, special interest groups, and she's very involved with ASHA. And we're really excited to hear her story and how she became so involved in all these special interest groups and really the importance of that as speech pathologists. So Amanda, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. This is awesome. We're I hope so you guys glad. are having a good weekend. Yes. Rachel and I were just saying we're a little burnt out, but it's just that time of year. <laughs> the Sunday scaries. That's normal, right? You guys are like, oh, tomorrow's Monday. No. Yeah. And it's cold. And I feel like cold weather just mm. makes it so much harder to get motivated. But mm. Um, so Amanda, how about we start just by telling us a little, you telling us a little about yourself and your background and what brought you into the special interest groups area? Um, okay. So, um, I'm from Rhode Island, born and raised. Um, and I am, um, a daughter of two Dominican immigrant parents. Um, so, that's a big part of my background. Um, I went to school in Boston for both undergrad and grad school. Um, I went to Boston University class of 2014 for undergrad where I majored in speech language and hearing sciences. And um, I took four years off um, and worked in private practice and early intervention um, for about four years um, simultaneously, not simultaneously, sequentially. And then um, I went back to grad school in 2018, just graduated in May. Um, at Northeastern University, where I graduated with my master's. Um, and yeah, during that time, I guess I just was like super nervous about grad school. And I was like, let me find all the resources that I can and like make it my mission to find all the resources that I can. Mm -hmm. um, so that's kind of like what my motivation was just because of like, you know, imposter syndrome, wanting to find the best opportunities for yourself. Um, networking, like I'm a big extrovert. So like, I was like, let me just find all the people, um, which is another reason kind of why I started my Instagram page. It was kind of like for me to document, but then for me to also be able to find other people um, in the field, just because the field is so niche and small, but at the same time, it's not. So um, yeah, so that's kind of what motivated me to kind of just seek out all these different groups and, you know, multicultural affinity groups and mm -hmm. special interest groups. Um, 
just because I get super nervous about, you know, having the resources and finding my way through life and right. <laughs> this career. So like, let me find everything that I can. Absolutely. And you mentioned imposter syndrome, and I feel like that's such a real thing, especially starting out. Honestly, I still feel it. And I've been in the field, Rachel and I've both been in the field for five plus years. So Mm -hmm. we're, we're deep in, but we still have areas. And I think there will always be areas because like you said, our field is so broad. There are so many different routes you can take. So, um, yeah, that's a very real thing. Yeah. Um, can you, just cause you mentioned networking, can you talk a little bit about why both networking and, um, special interest groups are important? Because I know I definitely related when you said you just wanted to find all of the resources. I remember that feeling in both undergrad and grad school. So can you touch on that a little bit? Yeah. And like, don't get me wrong. Like I talk about all this stuff, but like, sometimes I'm like burnt out from like trying to do the most. So, um, (laughs) I feel like networking and looking for these groups and like resources go hand in hand. I mean, like, like you said, our field is so broad. I was just talking to somebody yesterday and it was like one of those typical, like, Oh, I'm in speech language pathology. And they're like, Hey, can you fix the way I speak? And I'm like, okay, I can't do ours. I've never done ours. I hate doing ours. It's always, it's always R. Yeah. What if I get to a place where I have to do R's and it's like, I'd have to go seeking for that information and like refresh my mind. So I feel like it's like that for everything. So I feel like just having the network and looking for the resources, whether it be, you know, a place that gives CEUs or a place that, you know, a Facebook forum where you can ask questions or like a special interest group, like the SIGs at ASH or the, the official ones where you can like go into the research and find out what events are happening. I feel like that plus just being able to collaborate with colleagues and bounce ideas back and forth and ask questions. Like my cohort, like my friends, we still ask each other questions in the group chat. Like, hey, I have this going on. Like, what do you guys think? Have you guys done this eval before, blah, blah, blah. Like, it's really nice to just be able to have that access to people talking to people and finding the research or experiences that, they, that they've had. So I, that's why I feel like they just go hand in hand all the time. Um, so yeah, that, that's why I think they're important. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like I haven't, when I started in the field, I was just so ready to like start doing therapy. I didn't really pay as much attention to being in special interest groups. And I'm sure a lot of people are in that same boat. So how do you even really go about finding special interest groups in your area? I know we live in a time now where a lot can probably be found online, um, but how do you kind of get involved in that? So um, in terms of like the official ASHA special interest groups, once if you're signing up to be like have initial membership or um, a regular ASHA membership, you can add a special interest group membership to your membership um, for the year. So whether you can like go through and they have all the names of the different interest groups um, and you can like just tack it onto your, you know, your mm-hmm checkout cart. Um, but then in terms of other groups that you might want to get involved in, like, um, my mentor told me about certain groups that were like related to voice. Um, and then like me on Instagram or me talking to other people. Um, I found out about Facebook groups or just like regular other multicultural affinity groups that I hadn't heard of yet. So I feel like it's just a mixture of doing your own research and again, networking and talking to people. Um, and then I think just like, asking even if you just like ask out loud someone might just come back to you with something you don't have to have an interpersonal conversation necessarily to get the answers that you need um 
but yeah, definitely, like you said, internet searching um, and talking to people were the ways that I found out about basically most of the groups that I was involved in. Yeah. And I know you said a couple of times, Instagram is like huge right now, especially I feel like a lot of speech therapists have started at Instagram through being in quarantine yeah. just because mm-hmm. they wanted to feel connected because yeah, it's been so hard to connect to people. So, um, I think that especially now more than ever, Instagram is someplace that I go when I need new ideas or inspiration or have questions about things. And everybody's been really great on there as a community. So that's awesome. For sure. We started our, uh, the podcast in June Mm -hmm. and just in that short amount of time, we've met so many amazing people, had so many awesome people on the podcast and everyone is so willing to share like their wealth of knowledge that they have. I'm sure because everyone's been in the position where they're like, I don't know what to do for this, or I need help with this client. So that, uh, like the social media aspect of it has been amazing. Yeah, I can only imagine, especially like you said, Claire, everybody's on social media now because they're home, they're right. looking for connection, but they're also like always looking for those resources and asking the questions and all of that. Yeah, definitely. The other thing I was going to say is I just got, so I paid my dues, which is like, <laughs> can we talk about how I hate that it's due in December? Like, yes. Right. It's the worst <laughs> month. I know. I'm like, and I'm stuck in a limbo now because I'm taking this year off. So yeah. like, I can't do my student one and I don't, I'm not going to do another one because I haven't ah. applied for my like C's or started a C yeah. yet. So I'm right. like, what do I do? <laughs> I'm like such an, um, in this I weird limbo. It, yeah. like, every, and then all my other ones are coming up. They're like, your membership is expiring. Your membership mm-hmm. is expiring. And I'm like, always have, have a job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's the worst. So my card came in the mail, uh, yesterday and that little pamphlet always comes. that says like, you get all of these wonderful benefits with your membership and a goal. I always look in December. I always look at the year and think about what my goals for the next year should be. And Mm. I would say like for the past three or four years, I've had the consistent goal of furthering my career in some way. And I just kind of leave it open and vague like that. But Mm. when I was looking at the brochure, I was like in 2021, I want to make an effort because I don't belong to any special interest groups specifically through ASHA. Mm -hmm. So that's one of my goals for next year. And I was looking at the pamphlet and I was like, that's so perfect. I'm so excited for our interview because, um, that I know that's something we can talk about. So I, you know, Claire and I were doing our research on you, uh, before you were on. So we were brushed up a little bit, but I want you to talk about the special interest groups that you belong to, because the list is like incredibly extensive. Okay. Um, I had to like like, go to the the article to remember because I totally would not be able to say them off the top of my head. Um, Okay. So when it comes to like the different groups I'm a part of, again, this is just like me being like an overextending myself and wanting to be a part of everything because I have FOMO. But um, so part of NISLA, obviously super helpful. um, And just like, even if it's just like being part of the one in your school, if you're in like an undergrad, I've met so many people through that at the actual like NISA office and um, their advisor, the people that served on the e-board. Um, I, I co-admin another page with someone who was in NISA, so that was super awesome. I'm also, um, I also did our state, so MASHA, the Massachusetts um, 
association. So people have different associations, whether it be Texas, California, um, that's another something that I was a part of. And they have things like job boards, um, different events. I remember at the end of our second year, they had a big like all day event on starting the CF and the process. And like they answered lots of questions for like all the students in the Boston area. So different things like that. And they, I know that different states have their own conferences as well. So you can totally do things like that and attend those conferences. Um, then there's like the multicultural ones that I'm a part of. So like uh, in Basla, the National Black Association of Speech, Language and Hearing. Um, there's the Hispanic Caucus, there's SISTAs, which is Sisters in Speech Therapy and Audiology. Um, so those are more to, you know, be able to connect to um, Black speech language pathologists and other SLPs of color. Um, because, you know, knowing in my situation, I was literally the only Black person in my program. And like, mm -hmm. I, the was that the only Hispanic person or Latinx? Yeah, that one too. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah. so yeah, being able to connect with people all over the country um, in Basla has their um, conference every year as well, where you can get CEUs. Um, so that one, that one I found out about through Ancestors, through another Black SLP, Latinx SLP. Um, she told me about it. So I went on Facebook, signed, like, nice. asked to be a member. Um, and then you get to, you know, ask questions on the Facebook pages. They, in Basla, I know that they have lots of Zoom series and like panels and things like that as well, um, as does Sistas. They have things as well, um, especially during the quarantine. And then Hispanic Caucus, I know that they're always like posting job listings too for people that are in academia that are looking for jobs across the country. Um, so those are definitely things that if you're um, an ethnic or racial like minoritized person, um, then I would definitely suggest like looking through to the like Swana SLPs, Southwest um, and North African SLPs has a page. There's the Native American caucus. Um, I know that there's like a new Haitian um, caucus that they have. Um, what else do we have? Hispanic. That's amazing though. I didn't there's even so know there many. were so many. Yeah. And then there's the um, LGBTQ plus like ally right. caucus. Mm -hmm. um, so there's so many and you can find those on the ASHA website as well. Um, and then after that, um, they're the more like specialized niched area. So my mentor told me about PAVA, which is like the Pan American Vocology Association because I'm interested in voice. So he told me about that. Um, and then there are the significant, um, the special interest groups. So I was a part of, or I am a part of, we've got to renew those memberships, um, <laughs> <laughs> Voice and Upper Airway Disorders, which is SIG-3. Um, SIG-13 is swallowing um, and swallowing disorders. And then 14 is cultural and linguistic diversity. So those are the three SIG groups that I'm a part of. And if you're a student, I don't know what the price difference is when you're a full certified SLP with paying full dues, but for me, it was like $10 a pop for the wow. year. So um, if you're a student and you can swing a couple coffees a week <laughs> to, save, yeah. to add it to the, for at least one, then you can do that. It's not bad either. I, I remember seeing it as an option when I renewed my dues as well. I want to say it's like 40. I was going to say that. Hold on. I'm looking it up. I was going to say the same thing. It's, I, think I was going to say 30 or 40. 35 or 40. I, I wanted to say that, but so it's not, it's not bad. And honestly, Amanda, just like you said, if you can swing, not going out for a couple nights or something, or you're yeah. not going out to eat, that's all it is. And so do you know, does that special interest group last you for your, for a year? Yes. You have to renew each year. Yeah. So I think okay. as you renew your membership, you add, you decide whether to add on or tack on. Gotcha. And year. do you know, um, this might be a silly question, but can you, 
have that, can you pay for that anytime or does it have to be when you renew your dues? No, I think you can add that you can at do any it time. anytime. Okay. Because cool. I, I added one when mm-hmm. I renewed and then further through the year, further along in the year, I think I added another one. Gotcha. Um, okay. And if you're an SLP and you know someone who's like a student and you want to sponsor their like little SIG membership, that's what my mentor did. Like he oh. sent me like $10 and he was like, Hey, like, here you go. You can sign What a great the- idea. I know. And it's like $10. So yeah. Like, bring it and you know, a little, um, someone who has like a special interest in something and you know, they might not have the money to do it right now. Right. That's such a clear. We should do that. For some of our host. students we have. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That'd be nice. And it's like, they have, you know, for me, some of them were super helpful when I was like, even though I wasn't going to do a CF this year, I was still applying. Like I was going to do CFs this year. <laughs> so like some of them had special job board listings of like CFs that were um, mm. open for this upcoming cycle, especially so in nice. yeah. like um, areas. So I was like, okay, this is helpful. And they have their discussion boards, mm-hmm. you know, they meet up at ASHA, things like that. Very cool. Um, I looked it up. It's $45, which is not bad at all. Still not bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's still 10 for the students. Um, One thing I wanted to ask, because when you said FOMO, I feel like Claire and I relate to that so much because we always want to like do all of the things. And then when you're doing, yeah. (laughs) And then when you're doing all of the things, you're like, oh my gosh, I can't do all of (laughs) that. And then I like, don't do anything. That's like in my life this year. (laughs) Right. Exactly. And then we have, like, I feel like I've been in this month funk almost where I'm just like, I'm exhausted. I can't do it. Like I just need a break. Um, I feel like we just get to a point. Yeah. We get to a point. You need to take a break. Yeah. Yeah. Can you, I mean, can you give like your best piece of advice on how to juggle all of that? Yeah. I feel like just for me, I just, I just take the break, you know, like I, I run lots of Instagram pages too. So like, sometimes I'm just like, I'm just not going to go on there mm-hmm. because I don't want to read the comments. I don't want to engage to like, you know, yeah, be engaged in, you know, so I feel like taking on what you can, if you're, if you're more introspective and rational than I am, don't sign up for all the things if you know you can't do it. Okay. Right. That's step one. But if you do do that, um, yeah, just, if you need to take a break, do it, you know, engage when you can, um, and find things that are going to help you. Like, don't just do things willy nilly, like find something that's going to be functional for you. If that's, if there's something specific that you want, then you go out and seek that specific thing or that specific group that's going to help you with that thing, you know, and hopefully it works and you don't have to go somewhere else. But I think that's the biggest thing, like being intentional and finding something that's going to be functional for your needs at the time. Now, obviously your needs evolve over time and you might need something else later on or an additional thing on top of what you first found, but mm-hmm. I feel like just thinking about your goals and what you want to achieve and then finding something that fits and will help you get there. Yeah. I think that's so important being intentional because I feel like in grad school and like applying for grad school, you just mm-hmm. want to fill your resume with all of these speech things, no matter what it is, because it looks really good on paper and you just like yeah. go, but you really need to be careful. Cause like you said, you want to do things that you know, feed you and feed your soul, not just Mm -hmm. things that look good to other people. So yeah, you want to be able to take advantage of it. Like if you go a year because, and you're burnt out and you never actually use it, like then what was the purpose, you know? Right. (laughs) Definitely. Yes, exactly. Well, so you kind of already 
kind of answered this a little bit, but is there any other advice um, as far as special interest groups or just in general um, that you would give to undergrad and graduate students going into the field or maybe grad students that are about to graduate? Um, I know those are a lot of our listeners as new grads in CF. So any pieces of advice you would give them as far as special interest groups? Um, let me think. I feel like, like I said, taking advantage of them but also in the sense of like taking advantage of them to the point of, you know, finding the student discount to this conference or mm-hmm. like, you know, finding the discount for these resources that they sell, like different things like that, that people don't think of like, oh, I have a student membership to this organization already. They, they give out a discount for their conference, you know, versus paying full price if I weren't a member, you know, on top of all the maybe other added benefits that you've been receiving. So I feel like thinking of that as well proactively, like if you know you want to go to a certain conference next year, maybe get involved and start networking with people now so that maybe you can, you know, finagle volunteering or, you know, and having it reimbursed or something like that or getting the student discount because you're already a member. And like I said, just finding people and things that are going to help you. So um, reaching out to folk that interest you that are working in the field or in the area that you like or are interested in, you know, maybe you can shadow them, not now because of COVID, but like I did that for somebody. I was like super interested and my friend hooked me up with his friend who was in Boston working at one of the hospitals. So like different things like that. I feel like you can always find something, whether it be an answer to your question related to therapy, um, someone to just chat about or vent to, find a mentor, you know, find a hookup for a convention or a conference. Um, Maybe you'll find something that just like piques your interest and now you have a whole new interest, you know, like you never know. I feel like there's so many things that you can do and take advantage of when it comes to all these groups and like that mentoring programs that Asha has. I know that I didn't even mention those yet, like the step mentoring program. Um, the minority student leadership program. I know people that have gone through that and have really loved them. I know that's where I found my first mentor and I was Mm -hmm. like, I love him so much. Um, But people that are interested in leadership, the minority student leadership program um, is something that I know lots of people have gone through and have loved and they find like a really great community of people um, that can help them get where they need to go, whether that be academia or, you know, leadership within ASHA or in NISLA or whatever you want to do. So, yeah. That's awesome because even again, I didn't even know about all of those possibilities and we've been in the field for a while. So I think it's, it's really good to search for those things and ask Mm -hmm. questions, like you said, because there's so much out there and there's so much that we can learn from each other. And then you like look back and you're like, Oh, I thought, I wish I knew about that before, you know? And I love, um, when you said just ask, because that's something Claire and I like kind of had to get used to when we started the podcast is like, Yes, it's kind of awkward because you're saying like, hi, I want this, but also we haven't really had anyone say no. And Mm. we've reached out to whether it's like companies for giveaways or people for interviews or things like that. The other thing I wanted to touch on was I did the leadership program when I was in graduate school Mm -hmm. um, through the Ohio Speech Language and Hearing Association. And just the people that I met in that group the amount of people that they knew, the networking was amazing. So I would definitely suggest looking into your state um, 
speech language hearing association, whatever their abbreviation is and getting involved that way, because I remember that was such a good experience to have in grad school when I was still figuring out like, what do I want to do? How's it going to look, et cetera. So, yeah, especially for us, I was just talking to someone who's still in grad school in Boston. And um, I know that our state association has been doing lots of work because Massachusetts, it's like the only one that doesn't provide provisional licensure. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And it's really dumb, but um, so they've been doing lots of work, you know, trying to push it to go through legislation and Mm -hmm. get that changed for students that are going into their CFs. So even things procedures and, you know, the policies that are in place regarding healthcare or what have you, you know, I know lots of associations at the state level are working in those capacities. That's great. I think that's all we have for you, Amanda. I know, know. Rachel and I are both like, I think that's all we have. You (laughs) gave us so much information though, and we really appreciate it because again, this is something that I don't think a lot of people know they can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's important that they do it. So um, if you guys have any other questions, Amanda, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn at Amanda Pericles. Um, but if you want to just go through my Instagram, my Instagram is the black speechy. And in my bio, I have my LinkedIn profile. Um, Perfect. if you wanted to connect with me that way, you can follow me at the black speechy, um, send me a message. You can email me if you want. Um, pericles.a at northeastern.edu still have that email mm-hmm. we'll put all of this we'll put all this in our <laughs> info too um and on our website so you can check that out there but thank you so much for having me of course thank yeah, you thank you awesome. we appreciate it thanks amanda thank you so claire and i were talking after our awesome interview that you guys just listened to with amanda and we have decided to um, kind of sponsor one person. So you have to either be a national member of Nishla or an ASHA member who is a full-time grad student. And in a couple days, so on Thursday, we're going to open up a contest on our Instagram page. So head on over there. You'll find all the details, but we are going to sponsor someone so they can pick one SIG or special interest group. And Claire and I were looking at the list. There are 19. Um, We already picked out which ones we're going to join. So we hope you guys can join us in furthering your career. And we're so excited. I love the idea. Rachel actually initiated it after our talk. And I was like, oh my gosh, I just got chills. That's such a good idea. It was Amanda that gave us the idea in the first place. But um, I think that will be awesome for one of you guys. I know there's a lot of students and um, grad students that listen to this show. So please look at our Instagram and make sure that you enter. We hope you're feeling inspired too by everything you just we heard. Are, I know sure. we are. Um, we already have so many ideas going in our heads. So we hope you enjoyed that. If you guys have any questions for us or for Amanda, feel free to uh, either DM us or DM Amanda. Um, that wraps up this episode. Thank you guys again so much for joining us. And as always, you can find me, Rachel, on Instagram at Super Sweet Speech. And if you or anyone you know is in need of speech therapy in Southeast Michigan, feel free to email me at speechissupersweet at gmail.com. You can also follow the Let's Talk About Speech podcast on both Facebook and Instagram. So make sure you give those a like and a follow. Don't forget to check out our website, which is letstalkaboutspeech.com. 
And if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, you can rate, review, and subscribe to us. And you can find me, Claire, on Instagram at kindly underscore speech or my Facebook page, Kindly Speech LLC. And if anyone in the Ohio area is in need of speech teletherapy, please contact me, kindlyspeechllc at gmail.com. Rachel and I also have an email for the podcast, let's talk about speech podcast at gmail.com. Email us with questions, suggestions, or if you or someone you know would want to come on the podcast, we're always looking to learn from you guys because it has been so much fun doing these Mm -hmm. interviews and I know Rachel agrees. So we appreciate you guys and we will see you next week. Thanks. Bye.